Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Hi, good morning and welcome to Life Happens. We have a very special guest today, Lachey Dupree. She owns Impact Transportation and Community Services. Good morning, Lachey. Good morning. morning. And so it's interesting of, you know, that um, that you picked a transportation company to uh, as your kind of life work. And so what motivated you to to start a transportation company? Well, by profession, I'm a licensed social worker, so um, I work in the community, going into homes, helping um, seniors and elderly patients who are receiving um, home health services to navigate the healthcare system, as well as access community resources. And my experience is that transportation has been like one of the biggest challenges to um, individuals being able to um, navigate the healthcare system and attend their medical and clinical appointments and be compliant. So my sole purpose for um, creating impact transportation and community services is to aid in clinical compliance and be able to provide affordable, dependable transportation to those individuals. So definitely transportation is a huge challenge, you know, from a senior, you know, uh, elder person's, you know, perspective, because a lot of times they're, they can't drive anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of times the kids are still working, so it's difficult to have someone drive them around. And so are there other challenges that make it uh, difficult for, or make your company such a need for seniors? Um. The affordability of transportation, because I mean, often people think, oh, well, they have Medicare or they have Medicaid, so they automatically get transportation. And the reality is that Medicare, um, traditional Medicare especially, does not pay for or provide or cover transportation services. Um, So affordability, um, their cognitive impairments, I mean, many of the elderly or seniors are not as swift as they used to be. Um, So being able to navigate the system, call, schedule, um, keep up with the address, the appointment times and dates. Um, So usually what we do once we get in the home or we are connected with the patient is we keep up with that information. So when they go into an appointment and they come back out, if they're a recurring um, customer for us, you know, we'll ask like, what's your next appointment? And even if we're not providing the transportation, because that may be a day that the daughter is able or the son is able to take off and take them, we still have it documented so we can call and ask like, okay, remember you have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Are you needing us? Or, you know, we'll, your daughter be taking you, but those are some of the challenges that they they face. Is that um, is automatically assumed that they have transportation one, and secondly that they can navigate the entire system from beginning to end, from scheduling to getting back home, and that's a challenge for men, for most of them, to be honest. I find that some seniors just have difficulty, you know, because they don't drive anymore, uh, just doing things like coming to my office. 
Right, you know, exactly. Rides and wait for somebody to be able to bring them and things like that. And I think that's, I think it's very difficult for seniors when they don't have good options, you know, or readily available options so Absolutely. that if they do want to go do something, they can. They just have to right. make a little bit of arrangements. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, so the senior has the challenges. How does the challenges affect the people that are taking care of them? You know, whether it's caregivers or children or things like that. Um, I think the challenge with the caregivers is first being able to trust the individuals that's transporting your mom, your dad, your loved one, um, being able to ensure that that individual um, that's transporting them is going to get them to their destination safely and um, bring them home safely. I had an instance where I was actually doing a transport um, at 5.15 in the morning to for one of my dialysis patients and we arrived and another transporter dro- pulled up, just took um, this, in- this individual out the back that she was wheelchair bound, had to be about 70, late 70s, early 80s. And at 5.15, he just rolled her in front of the dialysis center and left her on the sidewalk and pulled off. And I was just mortified um, at that behavior because I'm like, anything could happen. Somebody can run and snatch her purse because she had it gripped under her um, chest. Um, She could have a stroke or a heart attack and she's just there without any type of intervention. And the center doesn't open until 550. So safety is a big concern and um, they're just busy like, this is your responsibility, but it's busy. You, you still have to take care of mom or dad, but you still have the little ones that you have to take care of. You're still trying to have your own personal career and professional career as well as your personal life. So just being able to tie in all of those factors, but still make sure that mom and dad is taken care of. Those are challenges. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of us found ourselves in the sandwich generation, you know, mm-hmm. call it. Uh, I had teenagers at the time, very active teenagers, taking care of my grandparents and so, uh, and working. Right, right. (laughs) So there was a big challenge. Luckily, you know, luckily because I I had my own business, it was easier for me to uh, accommodate all the things in my life. But other people are not as fortunate as I have been. So most definitely. So so what kind of, what are the biggest myths associated with uh, transportation services? Um, I think I mentioned it earlier is that um, Medicare and Medicaid provide transportation services. Traditional Medicare does not um, cover transportation services unless it's a stretcher to a hospital. So under emergency, they can get the ambulance to transport them to the hospital. But if they are bed bound and need an ambulance to transport them to their routine medical appointments, that's not covered. Um, we do have the newer uh, model of care, including the Medicare Advantage plans that individuals can enroll in, but those plans do not provide unlimited transport services. So they usually give you um, 40, 50, or 60 rides per year. And for individuals that may be doing dialysis, those rides run out pretty quickly. Um, so that, that's one of the biggest myths. I think one of the other myths is um, that it's easily accessible. 
um, that transportation is easily accessible because you think, you know, in the paradigm of healthcare, you have the doctors. You have, so it's like, well, if they expect them to be compliant with going to the hospital, if they expect them to be compliant with taking their medication, surely they have the transportation available to them for them to be able to do those things. And that's just not the reality of the situation. So those are things that impact and, and that I consider barriers to medical compliance is the access to transportation services. So do you do other services besides transportation? We also, um, well, I'm a social worker by profession, so I can tell you that um, I usually do a mini assessment of the patient needs so individuals who we are transporting who just may qualify for Medicaid or other resources. I assist them with getting those resources. That's not a fee. I just assist them because, again, my goal is not to become rich. My goal is to help them to to obtain the services that they need in the community. We also provide what we call transport assistance. And those individuals are able to attend medical appointments and outpatient procedures with the patient um, in order to for them to have the procedures. So like individuals who may be having a colonoscopy or having um, cataract surgery, those what those are the individual, those are the um, treatment processes that we have mostly been involved in, but um, they sit there with the patient while they're in, in surgery, and then we transport them home, make sure they get home safely. And um, a lot of physicians require someone to be present during the procedure or they won't do the procedure. So that has been um, one of our biggest um, requests here lately is cataract surgery and colonoscopy. We go to the appointments with the individual. So are there other resources that you recommend when it comes to transportation services? Um, we have uh, the routine, the Metro Lift. Um, one of the problems with um, Metro Lift is if indivi an individual need immediate transportation, it takes about 30 days to get them approved for a metro lift. They have Harris County rides for individuals who reside within the Harris County area. Um, and what Harris County ride, rides does is pay 50% of the fee. So if that individual use a cab and it costs um, $12, then Harris County rides would pay six and the individual is responsible for paying six. Um, one of the disadvantages is a lot of our elderly individuals can't really afford the 50% part because they're so busy paying out of pocket for medications and co-pays when they go to the doctor, but it is an option. Um, Harris County also have the um, medical NEMT program in which there is no cost for that, but it only serves certain zip codes. So um, some people may reside in Harris County, but they may be in a zip code that is not covered. Um, here lately, I found the resources through um, Patient Access Network or the PAN Foundation, and they actually have a um, $500 um, transportation grant that they, if the patient or the individual applies for one of their disease-specific grants and they're eligible for that, they can apply for the transportation grant. 
and they'll receive a $500 debit card in the mail and they can use that $500 debit card to pay for transportation to their medical appointments through Uber, Lyft, or any other transportation provider. $500 for transportation services is not a lot, but it helps. I mean, it, it, yeah. it'll help, especially if they're already paying out of pocket, that'll help them save $500 for the month. But that's an awesome resource that I just recently um, found and have been using. And again, if any of my current clients that we transport, if they qualify for that, I will assist them as a licensed social worker. I assist them with applying for those benefits to try to save them money and ensure that they have access to transportation services outside of us. That's fantastic because you always want to make sure that if there's, you know, if there's organizations out there that can help the client and may help you as well. Mm -hmm. right. You always want to be able to, you know, to give them those options. And so mm -hmm. most of and so, and um, just out of curiosity, Lachey, how long you been in business? Um, my transportation service was just a year. We okay. actually, we started last July. This, so this is our year. Um, and I've been a social worker for like 16 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your new company. I'm super excited for you. And, Thank you. Um, so, um, and how does somebody find you if they need your services? Oh, they can um, go online to um, impactservices.org. There's no www, but if you just type in impact, I-M-P-A-Q, services.org, or they can reach us at our business line. It's 888-876-7778. Perfect. And I wish you much success in, um, in your new company. And so... Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate the uh, invite to come and speak with the individuals and the families about transportation services. Yes, it's a it's a huge need. So I so appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice. 